Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. for Batter Up, the definitive Atlanta Braves podcast with host Joe Patrick and Caleb Johnson giving you exclusive insight into our Braves from Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's Joe and Caleb. Welcome into Batter Up uh, on this Sunday, July 11th. Bit of a somber, soft tones, not exciting version of Batter Up as Caleb Johnson here with my co-host Joe Patrick are coming to you obviously not on one of our scheduled uh, times of the week that we usually like to do this podcast but we thought we would go ahead and with the season midway point wrapped up now that we would come to you based on the news that we learned yesterday first off before we get to all of that Joe Patrick how are you I'm terrible yeah uh, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm I'm really terrible right now uh, you know, this has been uh, just a devastating time for the Braves, for Braves fans, for everybody involved with, uh, I guess, quote unquote, Braves Nation, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's just been, you know, it's like one of those weekends where I I don't know about you, but for me, I was just like, yeah, I don't want to watch sports. I don't want to, uh, you know, food tastes worse. Um, I'm feeling like sleepy and depressed. It's just really bad. It's really bad. I'm really struggling here, Caleb. I need, I need some help. I think, I mean, I would assume you feel that way because like one of the city's sons, like it, 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 this is one of those, it doesn't matter how old you are. One of the city's sons is, is hurt. You know, it's, it's one of those things. I felt a very similar way, um, when you know Joseph Martinez went down with this same exact injury, what two mm-hmm. years ago now, mm-hmm. um, you just—I felt a slight sense of this when Bogey Bogdanovich went down with the Hawks earlier in the season. Like it's just, but this one just—I don't know. It it feels different because of because of the team, because of how Ronald Acuna is. Not only the you know one of the faces of the Braves, the face of the Braves, but the face of Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah. And for him to go down like this with the the type of injury, like any any type of injury, we've seen Ronald Acuna go down with injuries this season, previous seasons. We had that scare in Boston. Um, was it yeah, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had all these scenarios where you thought it was going to be much worse, but to to see Acuna go out there last night and yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, he's just he's doing exactly what we want from him. He is trying 
his darndest. You know, he's going out there, diving for a ball that he nearly made the catch, uh, and, and you know, and the, and the knee folds up like it did, and and for it to be an ACL injury that is going to keep him out nine to ten months just seems like a, a, an infinite amount of time. Uh, it's just demoralizing, honestly. It really is. It's it's demoralizing. It's chaotic. It throws this this season and and this franchise, to be perfectly frank, into like a state of chaos right now because you don't know really what the future holds. Um, both in terms of like any plans you had on trying to improve the team to make the playoffs, um, and even further down the line, who knows? So it 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 really is kind of a just it's just a huge. Um, wrench into everything, but you know, I gotta say that my my reaction when I saw it happen yesterday, I was just like, I couldn't get over him, his emotion that he was showing when he was trying to leave the field, trying to walk off under under his own power, and then just couldn't do it, and uh, was just you know, he looked like a broken person, and as you, we've never seen Ronald Acuna Jr. look that way before, and I and the reason is because baseball is his livelihood like that's what he that's what drives him every single day it's not the money it's not the celebrity it's not any of that it's he just loves to go out there and play the game of baseball and I think that the reason why he was showing such emotion was not necessarily just because of the pain but because he knew that that kind of that thing that feeds him emotionally personally is is just going to be taken away from him and he's not going to be able to do it for you know, hopefully nine to 10 months. Hopefully he's back and playing at his best at that point. But, you know, that's really what got me the most. That was just so gut-wrenching for me to see. Yeah, so for me personally, I'm I'm sitting uh, at, at my house on Saturday. I had family over. And so I was doing kind of one of those things that you do when you have family with you where you're like kind of watching the game but then interacting with the people who are around you. And... I remember, you know, me and my father-in-law are having conversations about where this brave season is going, and we're both a little pessimistic on things. And and my mother-in-law, she's on the other side, being, you know, she's like, look at the score, you know, the Braves are gonna win this game, and they're gonna turn this thing yeah. around, and you know, all, all of this optimistic stuff. And then the injury happens, and I remember that, you know, it got dead quiet in the house and then you see Acuna get up and start walking mm-hmm. and you're like oh my goodness I mean okay he's walking alright so now we're just dealing with like a hyper extension sort of thing something that can be managed this is just like Boston all over again and then you see him fall down and it clicked with me that I was like that's his adrenaline running out and mm-hmm. now he's now he's feeling it. Yeah. And and yeah. then you know and then you're just you're just crushed uh, seeing it. And that was uh, there was quite a few. Um, there was some media in the press conference last night that not typically are there for a Saturday night kind of game, mm-hmm. and they kept asking Brian Snicker questions about like what were you thinking, you know, what it, in the moment and. Brian Snicker came across like a grandfather. He was like, you hurt for the kid. Like, you see him, he's hurting, and you can't do anything to fix it. And that's just such a, a helpless feeling um, that, you know, I, I'm sure much like we've seen, um, you know, 
saw Atlanta United fans do with Joseph Martinez is, you know, this idea of like, can I give my ACL? Can please, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, please, God, just take my ACL. I don't need it. Um, but honestly, kind of this feeling of like, man, I just I wish I could do something. Uh, it just it, it just hurts. Um, and then it also I mean, I honestly. How do you not be pessimistic right now? about this the Braves' future <laughs> this season. I mean, right. is there – honestly, Joe, is there anything that you can – you know, that comes to mind for you that is optimistic about the remainder of this 2021 season? Travis Darno swinging the bat with two hands. All right. All soon, right. Baby. Let's go. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is something. I mean, honestly, I was – No, I'm like gl- that's it. I mean, that, yeah. it's like there is – there's not really a silver lining to this. You know, it's just – pain it's just pain it's just you know you know i'm just speaking raw like as a sports fan it's just it just hurts you know because you you put so much into um you know watching these players every single night i was just talking on the radio um on a show i think friday with dukes and bell talking about how you know the one kind of saving grace of this braves team despite the fact that they've been sputtering for so long and it's been so frustrating to watch at times is at least you have Ronald Acuna Jr. there to watch every single night and you never know what he's going to do um, because he can do things with a baseball that most if not any other human can do and um, oh man it's just still it just still hurts to talk about I'm not over it like I'm just I'm I'm still like trying to process everything to be perfectly honest I will say that like when the news came down last night there was a sense of closure for me because um, I immediately thought it was a torn ACL as soon as I saw it, and you're, and then like to the point that you were making about him standing up and trying to walk it off. You're like, mm, well, maybe it's not. You know, maybe you know, would they really have let him try to walk if they did the stability test on his knee? Um, but then you know, the news comes through, and it's just, uh, is yeah, yeah, I yeah, I can't get over it. Yeah. So, I think parsing through the reality of the situation of of where the Braves are now. I I tweeted this out that we were going to be doing this uh, kind of you know spur of the moment show and I put it on Facebook uh, and you know as we're doing this Facebook live I've seen the question of um, and even I know uh, Sam and Greg were on the air this morning on our radio station asking the question of do the Braves go in full sell mode right now. You know, selling off assets and looking towards the future. Uh, and I'll, I'll get your thoughts, Joe, in a second. But just my immediate reaction when I saw that is if they weren't going to do it a week ago, I don't think they should do it now. And now uh, the reason why I say that is like Ronald Acuna, clearly the Braves have 44 wins this season and 75% of them Ronald Acuna was, you know, a huge piece, if not more, you know, percentage than that. Like, like he is the reason why the Braves are somewhat in contention or four games out of first place in the National League East. However, he is one player who is going to come back next season. Mm-hmm. So, like, whatever, you're tr- whatever you were going to trade Friday, you should still want to trade today. And I don't necessarily believe that you should want to um, – this makes you go into full sell mode because I don't think the Brave season was headed in like 
some incredible trajectory mm-hmm. with Ronald Acuna playing. Like he's winning you games, no doubt. There's there's no way getting around that. But without him, um, I I don't think some like big opening just just exists where teams are like, oh, we're super interested in the players that you have um, and are willing to give you fair market in return for that than they were on Friday. What do you think? Right. Yeah. No, I was on Sam and Greg this morning too, kind of chatting with them just about this. And, you know, I think that the Braves priorities have to change uh, after this. When when you receive this news and you kind of have a some certainty about your future, that's not great news, but at least you know, like you kind of know the situation now. Um, I don't think the Braves are necessarily buyers nor sellers. I think that, you know, first of all, we need to make clear that Alex Anthopoulos's job is to make sure that this team has as many opportunities to win World Series as many years as possible. Yeah. And it's quite evident that this year is not going to be that year. And so really the way you have to reprioritize is if you are looking to make a trade to acquire a player uh, like they probably were before this news happened, I think they still can do that. They just have to prioritize players that are going to be under team control that they can build on for the future. Because when you came into this season, you had just signed a left fielder who was going to be your number three or four hitter for four years in Marcelo Zuna, and he's still not on the team, and he's still probably not going to be on the team. So that's still a hole that needs to be addressed and is needed to be addressed now for several months. And so while the Braves may have been looking uh, prior to this injury at players who you know did not that th- th- did not have team control I think that now you have to look at options if you are going to go out there and make a trade for that outfielder now uh, they have to have team control for at least one more year hopefully more but if not you know no big deal but uh, you you have to start planning for how you can best set up this team for next year and so I do think that that might include trading for a player that will be around next year and I think that also might include trading away players that will not be here next year or that, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, Charlie Morton's going to be a name that gets brought up a lot because he's a guy that's on an expiring contract. He's performing tremendously. You know, he could definitely, you could totally see him going to a, a contender. Um, and you know, it's interesting with him because he has performed so well this year. Uh, he might have another year in him where I didn't expect that. I thought that this would be his swan song. And so, you know, it, that throws another um, – I wonder if that changes the Braves' perspective if they want to, like, let him go. Of course, he'll still be a free agent. They would have a chance to sign him after the year is up. But, you know, would that – would trading him away midseason this year um, be something that he would want? Or would that possibly hinder you from re-signing him for the next year if he is willing to come back? There are so many unknowns. But I just generally think that this changes the kind of um, – the way that the Braves need to prioritize who they're looking at in this trade deadline. And, you know, I – and I – I would expect them to trade away some pieces. Uh, I I would just expect that. I I don't think you can get around it. But here's my thing, Joe. Like, I thought they were going to do that before this injury. Like, I I guess that is is my real – like, you say it changes their priority. Um, I guess I was never convinced that the Braves were in – self you know or, or go all in on this season mm. like like i and, and here's the reason why i say that all right this injury in in all of my like pouting and complaining and bemoaning that i did between last night and now the thing that i kept saying is this is why when you have the chance to go all in to push your you know push the chips to the center of the table to go all in and win a championship, you do it because the Braves were one win away from the World Series last year, 
and now it's not ha- it's not happening. Like yeah, it, it, no, that definitely that definitely brings that back into focus for the, sure. And so the reason why I say I don't feel like this specific injury changes a lot when it comes to what the Braves do at the trade deadline is because if they didn't do it last year when they were closer, when they clearly had a much better team, if they weren't willing to go all in then, why would they have been willing to go all in at this trade deadline? Like what was really going to change? If anything, they would have been more convinced that this wasn't the year that they were going to make a move now for something team controlled in the future. Okay, they still got to do that. But now, instead of it going from your, also this, whatever they're trading for now should be team controlled for a left fielder. I I think within your organization, you've got to find somebody who's going to fill your center field position, or I mean, excuse me, your um, uh, right field, sorry. Right field. Um, But like, you still are going to have to replace left field. And so... You you can find that within your own team. Um, I don't think they're going to go out and trade for two outfielders. No, definitely um, not. Yeah, definitely because not. you also like having this timetable. You know that Acuna is most likely to be back at the start of next season. So that's long enough that you can have somebody holding down that position until Acuna comes back, twenty twenty two. So you're worried about finishing out this season in some sort of direction, but you're really looking towards the future. Okay, that's what you were going to do before. Charlie Morton was still your, you know, the most likely guy to be moved on Friday, and it seems like he still is today. Drew Waters was still a guy who seems like a viable prospect option to trade when we were talking on the podcast on Tuesday or on Wednesday, whenever it was. So it seems like, okay, well, he's... Still that way now. So I think this the specific injury, like while it is awful, I don't know that it really changes a whole lot of what they were doing at the trade deadline. It just, the urgency is there that now something has to get done. Because, I mean, honestly, I'll ask you, like, if they don't trade for an outfielder, what? What what is the what is the solution? <laughs> right. I mean, if they, they if they don't trade for an outfielder, they could see themselves just they could see themselves just being a selling team. That team that's just selling off pieces, trying to get themselves best situated for next season, no doubt. Um, and I think that that's a possibility. I think that it, it it's not going to be easy to to pull off this deal for the outfielder they've needed. But that's that's one of those ones where you know that's been a trade need and we've been talking about this on our show now for several weeks because the that situation's been very predictable and especially ever, ever since the Azuna situation happened you knew you were yeah. going to need a long-term solution to fill that spot so and that's where I'm kind of I, you know I don't think that the needs have really changed for this team I just think that you have to prioritize you know certain there are certain players that you may have been targeting before this injury to occupy that left field spot um that now I no longer think make as much sense. And I'm spe- just specifically talking about guys who are out of team control after this year. I think Starling Marte is, is one um, who I know jo- I was talking with John Chuckery about him and he's, you know, he has no team control after this year. So uh, you wouldn't do that. That makes no sense. But um, if there's players out there that do have team control, then I still think that that makes sense. But I also think that that's the reason you want the team control is because you're setting yourself up for beyond this year. So um, you might acquire that player, but then also do what you want to do to get rid of players to shop for, to to bring in as many 
you know, pieces that will be long-term helps as possible. I want to come back to this conversation, but I do want to run through some sound that we have from Absolutely. pregame today. You know, as you said, after the game last night, Snicker, like, you know, you, you couldn't really talk about it in concrete terms because they didn't know the injury and he hadn't really talked to anybody. Uh, but he had as of this morning. So let's get to it. Uh, let's first start with just his reaction uh, and when he heard the news. That wasn't good. I know that when George called. I mean, he, he uh, late last night, it was, um, you know, like I say, what we didn't want to hear because, you, you know, you never knew. Like when I left, guys, it was he was still being looked at. So we didn't know. We were hoping it would be the best. It's not. And um, uh, so that's kind of a, you know, it's just another punch in the gut that we got to endure and and um but you know what he's a young strong guy um he'll recover great and continue a hall of fame career when he's done yeah absolutely he, yeah I, I, you know what here. i've had players that have had these and they tell me that when they come back they feel uh, like it's some i'll replay that. he kind of continued here about just you know him Acuna, Acuna you know he thinks he'll come back strong and you know it's also something i was kind of curious about as players uh, baseball players who have dealt with this acl injury before yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know what? I've had players that have had these, and they tell me that when they come back, they feel like if somebody could drive a truck over them, and and they'd be, they'd be good. So, like I say, Ronald's he's strong, takes great care of himself. Um, you know, I, I I expect him to recover and be just as strong and and uh, as he ever was. And then I want to get to one more just about him. He had talked to Acuna. Yeah, time last night. Um, late after you know the that we got the findings and and i'll tell you what man he was he was in great spirits um i you know there's a there's a lot of questions for a young guy i'd have the same questions you know when you're um going forward to something that you've never been through there's just you know a lot of rehab questions um things like that what's the procedure is going to be i mean they're you know they're um, obviously he's going to have surgery they're setting all the getting all that squared away and and um you know, there's a lot of unknowns for young for anybody that's never been through something like that so there are so many questions that are still to be answered you know i immediately thought of the soroka situation we had discussed about you know what all happened there with the surgery i wonder you know i guess that the guy who did a, soroka's uh surgery was specific to achilles but you know that it just goes to show that you never quite know how players are going to react to surgeries you know you talk about joseph martinez he had like several infections uh in his on the surgical site that he when he had his acl operated on and that set him back that's one of the reasons why he wasn't fit you know 100 percent fit to start this season and so you just never know how how, how these situations are going to go but you know at least it sounds like acuna's um kind of feeling feeling better at least emotionally now yeah I I want to bring in something that maybe I don't I don't always do the best of. I want to bring in some optimism. Love it. I I'd, I'd like to read you a headline or, or the first graph from a story written on March twentieth, nineteen ninety four. Because I think Braves fans might have forgotten about this. Atlanta's worst fears will realize Saturday when tests confirm that rookie Chipper Jones, one of the Braves' top young players, will be lost for the season because of a knee injury he occurred Friday night. Chipper Jones was out with an ACL injury in 1994. Now, I get it. That was the you know, rookie season, and they lost half the season to the strike and all that stuff. But, like, if there is any idea rolling around in your head that, oh, I mean, uh, Mike Soroka, this could be it for his career, and same with Ronald Acuna. No, 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 no. Hold on. Mm-hmm. 
Chipper Jones, you know, ends up going 20 years playing for the Atlanta Braves and had an incredible career. And they won a they won a World Series right. the next year. The yeah. next year. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, maybe, but I'm maybe. saying, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> hey, it was I love, just I love that optimism. Yeah, he, it, it was just it was just a thing that like I forgot about. I saw somebody tweet about it, uh, and I was like, hold on, I was like that. That was his rookie year. I mean, honestly, here's here's the funny thing. That was uh, <laughs> that was before I was born. That was like a month. I literally, <laughs> literally, that was that was a month before I was born. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, like going back and like realizing like how that team could have been altered, but was fine. Um, you know, is one of the and and I get also like context and Chipper Jones not being. Ronald Acuna uh, in, in the same way. Like, I, I get all that, but just I just wanted to look for an optimistic perspective of being like, look, he dealt with this injury. He came back strong. Um, there is, you know, light at the end of the tunnel that we will get through this, uh, and Acuna will go on to have his Hall of Fame career, and, and hopefully we can also get a World Series or two or three out of this. <laughs> what if, what if, what if a strike happens this year? Because it could Ooh, <laughs> I mean, it really could. It really could. That's an interesting, woo. Yeah. I mean, uh, history, they do say history repeats itself. So. No, I just thought of that because, you know, the other kind of, if we're going to be looking at the optimistic, you know, part side of this, um, you know, there will be a DH most likely next year yeah. that Ronald Acuna Jr. could fill if he's, you know, if they don't want his knee out there, you know, having the wear and tear uh, in the outfield and he could just hit. Um, that would That might be, allow him to get back sooner. Maybe, yeah. uh, who knows? But or um, just or just slow into his approach, kind of right. thing, where it's not yeah. all you know everything all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that is interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Um, Joe, who fills this spot right now? Like when they come back from the All Star break, who is going to be your regular everyday right fielder? <laughs> Um, uh, there aren't really any good options, are there? I mean, I think the outfield's probably going to be some combination of Almonte, Heredia, and Arcia, and Ender and Ciarte. It's probably going to be three out of those four, uh, and they might do some sort of rotation or something, but that is yikes. That is big yikes. Yeah, I was, that's what, it maybe, was one of Maybe those Camargo, things. maybe they throw Camargo out there in the outfield. He's been See, hitting well in Gwinnett. Well, here's here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to go read the replies to the tweet that the Braves had when they said that <laughs> they, they had sent, them. yeah, when they sent um, Acuna down for the 60-day injured list and brought up Yoan Camargo. Those those replies are volatile to say the least. Uh, Braves fans, and, and I think there's another part of this too that. Um, I'm not telling anybody how they need to deal with their frustration, their anger, all that kind of stuff. But lashing out at Ronald Acuna himself, lashing out at Brian Snicker for any, you know, minute decisions being made around this, like lashing out at Johan Camargo, like he didn't cause this injury. (laughs) He's just trying to do the best that he can. So it's one of those, like, that's the only thing where, um, it's just you know, it's just like I'm not I'm not telling anybody how to deal with your emotions, but chill out on the the blame game, the you know, because and I saw a little bit at first, like when I first saw the Acuna play, I was thinking like, man, what was he even doing diving like that? And then I saw the replay, and I was like, actually, that was a really good, that was a like <laughs> he almost had it, um, and and it was also 
once again, being reminded of, like, this is why we love Ronald Acuna is because he's going out there making plays like that right. that are just, like, right. they're a little risky. They're a little mm-hmm. risky. You know I mean? He's the one slamming into the wall that we're like, oh, is he okay? You know, kind of thing. But when and, we all played baseball as kids, that's the stuff that we try to do, too. You yeah. know? And that's why people love watching him play. I'm convinced. Yeah. Also, uh... Shout out to Jazz Chisholm. I thought it was really classy today. Yeah, I don't know if he's, yeah. uh, but wearing the yellow batting gloves, um, that was really cool. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just you don't always see that um, yeah. or know that you can expect that sort of thing from opposing players because, like, the Marlins team Twitter complete oh, garbage yeah, with that was with, terrible. Yeah, with their tweet immediately after the injury. People, so were, it was really, people were like, "Don't yell at the admin." I'm like. No, oh, I will I, yell at the admin. I absolutely like, that is, can. Yeah, <laughs> that is terrible. Well, it's terrible. It's one of those like, yeah, like, and to anyone who would say, well, maybe they just like, you know, didn't know or didn't get the context. Well, if you're in that job, you have to understand the context. Right. Like, I'm right. sorry, that, that, right. exactly. No, no questions <laughs> asked. Um, anything else? Uh, is there anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, well, we probably should mention that uh, Ian Anderson is having his shoulder examined after he couldn't make it through three innings of his start today. And that was that was what it was uh, that I saw somebody, <laughs> I saw a Braves fan critiquing the fact that uh, you know Snit's bullpen management after Ian Anderson left, the fact that Josh Tomlin came in there, and I was like. That's literally what Josh Tomlin is on this team for. <laughs> right. Like he is he is a part of this team for when a starter struggles or has to come out because of an injury and um and I I'm with that person. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Josh Tomlin. Like I think there are better options for the role that he has uh in the organization. But yeah, I mean I agree with you. It's like that's if he's in your bullpen, that's when you're going to use him. So, yeah. it is what it is. And I guess you know the 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 thing is, people are like, well, you know, there's only three days. You get three days off after this, so you can just go through bullpen arms. But, you know, it is what it is. And Honestly, I'm so beaten yeah. and I'm so beaten emotionally and spiritually. I couldn't even care. <laughs> honestly, that's yeah. how, that's the state of well, I'm in right now. I think that's the thing, too, is like, I mean, uh, you know, we. There should be some like excitement because we're about to, see, you know, Freddie Freeman and Ozzy Albies are about to be playing in the All-Star game in a couple of days. I could not care less. No, yeah, you know, no. uh, and and thankfully someone got a hold of Ronald Acuna Jr. Because I don't know if you saw this, but he originally was like, "Oh, I'm going to the All Star game," and then it was just uh, reported like 30 minutes ago that oh, he's going to stay home in Atlanta to rest <laughs> yeah. and get and get prepared for surgery. And I was like, "Thank you to yeah, what a cause, what a madman." Well, because I was I don't know I mean, you saw like he's walking around at you know at Marlins Park or Home Depot, excuse me, Park whatever. Uh, you know, on his crutches, and I'm just like, I mean, not to like mind your business, but can you go like sit <laughs> yeah. down somewhere? You know, we like, not be like getting treatment right now. Yeah. yeah, like it's just one of those like obviously he's gonna have surgery, and then you know the next week I would assume. Yeah, uh, wait for the swelling to go down. I'm sure, and then yeah, it's just one of those like uh, you get you gotta love it. Like you gotta love the fact that. Um, I mean, this is as much an excuse time as any to be like, yeah, he's going to miss the All-Star game. And Ronald Acuna at first is like, you know, oh, no, 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 I'll, I'll go just to support the guys, you know. Because it, it, I think the quote was like he was so honored to be selected for the game that he like still wanted to be there to support others. And it was just like, I respect it <laughs> yeah. very much. Like that is just, 
you know, almost makes me want to shed a tear. I but, mean, it, show, like, it shows what baseball means to him. You know, yeah, it shows know. what, you know, like, he can't be without it. Uh, he he just loves it so much, and it's part of who he is. It's kind yeah. of, it's it's cool to see, honestly, but, but you just hate that all this happened. Uh, and and so, I, I was feeling a lot less interested today in the result of today's game yep. than I was yesterday, where yep. I thought, you know, it would be a big deal if this team finishes over 500 before the All-Star break, and now it's like, eh, it doesn't matter one way or the other. Yeah, uh, it was very much, honestly, like, one game, probably not going to make a big difference yeah. in about two months, <laughs> yeah. you know, if we're being honest. And, and and it's one of those, like, for the, like, super overly optimistic Braves fans that are like, oh, you know, you guys, you know, you don't believe, you don't... Look, I'm sorry, I'm a realist that, uh, you know, that I see the writing on the wall that the rest of the season um, isn't just going to have some magical turnaround. I, I saw someone point out, uh, and I have a friend of mine who likes to constantly remind me about the 2019 Nationals run, and I respond back to him, yeah, their same players were all still there. Right. They just started playing well. And it's like there's a difference between that and one of your starters going down uh, and, you know, two of your outfielders, you know, two of who you were expecting to be your best players, um, you know, and, and I know we can put Freddie Freeman in that mix, but still, two of who of you were expecting to be your best players are now not going to be on this team for the rest of the season. Yeah, sorry if I'm not... You know, going to Vegas and putting money down on the Braves to win the World Series. It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't have their number one, three, or four hitters that they had to start the season. It's, yeah. It's, it's and, and we're hoping to get Travis Darno back. Yeah. Like you, you were saying, you know, optimism is Travis Darno swinging a bat with two hands. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yet, how this season is gone, it's almost like, can we just bubble wrap him and, like, you know, <laughs> there's no still kidding. another year on his deal. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. Do we, uh, yeah, do we, do we need it? I don't know. It's, a really, uh, it's a, just a really weird time for the Braves because they are in a, you know, a quote-unquote championship window. Yeah. Obviously, that's not going to happen this year, but it's like they were had an opportunity to win it last year. They'll probably have an opportunity to win it again next year if things go right, if players recover, you know, all that. And so it's just weird to be stuck in this one-year, you know, just this like one outlier year where everything has gone wrong for you. And it's like, what do you do mid season to adjust to try to, you know, again, best set up the team for all the success of years that are to come. And so that's what Alex Anthopoulos is going to have to try to figure out over these next, you know, it's going to be interesting because there's only three weeks left until the trade deadline. So yeah, um, it'll be fascinating to see what happens. If there is one man whose job I do not want for the next month, it would be Alex Anthopoulos because that is uh, very difficult to because you know he's having to deal with Liberty Media and trying to make this good team you know this team good for the future and appease Braves fans for this current season because like tickets still have to be sold like they still want people in the stands mm-hmm. they still want people coming to games um, and it's going to be difficult to say the least but. Yeah. We've seen him pull off some impressive things in the past. Uh, hopefully, that will continue. The Braves, of course, are they're you know getting a nice long break until Friday when they start a new series um, in this this deadly part of the season that begins with the Rays on Friday. So we'll uh, we will live in our misery and maybe get a, a moment of excitement on Tuesday. Uh, otherwise. 
here we go again, you know, to, to start the end of the week, and we'll see where this team is next week. Is there, uh, I guess. Oh, yeah. man, it's going to be brutal. <laughs> it's going to be brutal. Yeah. You know, I, I will say really quick, it's going to be one. I'm, I can't wait to see what happens with this trade deadline. And then I also am just very interested to hear from Alex Anthopoulos after the trade deadline. He'll yeah. almost certainly do a press conference with media to kind of talk about everything that's happened. I thought he might do something today, but or maybe tomorrow, still possibly, but probably not just because of the way it will impact like public knowledge on trades and things like that. Yeah, but, I was about uh, to say, yeah, it doesn't want to show any... To, right, doesn't want to show his cards, but I will be interested to kind of hear what he has to say afterwards because he always has been very honest uh, and in, like great with media in terms of just... You know, saying saying the truth, really, uh, as far as I can tell. So it will all be interesting, but what a sad what a sad time. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for watching on Facebook Live. Check it in with us on a uh, randomly non scheduled time coming in to you on this Sunday. Uh, if you want to, please go uh, download uh, Batter Up as we will put this uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, specifically on the Odyssey app. But for Joe Patrick, I'm Caleb Johnson. Thank you for listening in to Batter Up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.